Welcome to another episode of the Climbing Hinge Podcast. We're just friends, right? On this episode, we are going to be exploring cognitive dissonance. We're going to be defining it, walking through scenarios, giving examples of what it is and how it works. But before we get into that, we're going to illustrate it with a brief case study. And in this scenario, this case, we had a man and a woman who had been together for about two years. It came to an end, and when it came to an end, it was emotionally traumatic for both people, but in particular, the woman in the relationship. There had been some uh, traumatizing situations involved that left um, negative emotions, negative memories of the relationship. So she she ended it. After a period of time working with the male, we developed an approach, a tactics and strategy to slowly work to regain and reunite with the man and the woman in a relationship. And it took some time. We went very slowly. We were very patient and disciplined. And over time, we were able to increase communication. So after six or seven months, they were communicating fluently. They still weren't, they still hadn't seen each other. Um, So that's kind of how long it took to kind of get to that stage. So about six or seven months of just building things, respect, emotional safety, trust, attraction, um, forgiveness, those types of things to get her comfortable um, to see him. And then they started to make plans to see each other and during the daytime, nice and safe, um, just kind of hanging out. And when they started to hang out, after each time they would hang out, the woman would message the man and, and state to him something of the, of the likes of, we're just, we're just friends, right? She's kind of asking the question. And of course, as I told him, the answer is yes, of course, you're just friends. You're hanging out, you're getting to know each other again. You're developing trust and safety and respect and attraction and just hanging out in a friendly manner. And of course, he didn't, he didn't like that when, when the first time she said that to him because as he told me, well, I, I want to be more than just friends. And I said, explained to him what was going on and why we don't address that and we just say yes of course we're just friends and that went on for some time and she would occasionally ask him as they were hanging out and she would just say we're just friends right and he would say yes as time went by what one of the things that happens is if two people are willingly proactively so they're positive about spending time together there's a thing that happens called pair bonding or an attachment And as two people spend time together and you pair bond and attach to each other, what happens is you grow closer. And if you're working on the things to activate trust, respect, emotional safety, attraction, forgiveness if needed, that pair bond gets closer and closer. And if there's two people and there's other things that play, chemistry, sexual energy, whatnot, 
then oftentimes what you'll have in that pair bond is a romantic union. Anyways, eventually what happened with these two was she got more comfortable and comfortable through the process of pair bonding and acclimation and eventually they started to touch and kiss and eventually they were back together in a romantic bonded union. Obviously it took a lot of hard work. It took, oh, the whole thing took over a year, but back together again. What the woman was experiencing in this case was what we call cognitive dissonance. So what we're gonna do on this podcast is we're gonna first define what cognitive dissonance is. Uh, it's a psychological construct. We're gonna give some examples to illustrate how it works. Then we're gonna walk through some more detailed scenarios, how they play out in the context of relationships. We're gonna walk through how it works and why. And then for each of those main uh, scenarios and how it plays out, we're gonna talk about how you handle it from a strategic tactical perspective, how you want to approach this so you don't clash with it. All right, so that's what we're gonna, that's what we're gonna do on this podcast. All right, so first of all, let's define what cognitive dissonance is and go through some examples. And cognitive and cognition has to do with knowing, knowing of things within our, within our minds and brains. Dissonance really means a conflict, so a conflict between two things or two or more things. It's dissonant. And what the conflict is here in the human mind or brain when somebody experiences cognitive dissonance is a conflict between beliefs, ideals, and actions. So if I fervently believe something and have an ideal about something and then my actions are counter to it, oftentimes I will or the person will experience what's called cognitive dissonance. And it causes discomfort if we, if we think about it. So what the human mind does is rationalizes and looks for ways to reduce the, the discomfort or the dissonance. And it's a powerful mechanism that plays out in many, many, many scenarios in many ways, including in relationships, of course. So let's just go through a couple examples to illustrate how this works. Let's just say that I know smoking is bad for me because I've been educated in school and I see the, the posters and whatnot and how smoking causes lung cancer, but I'm smoking. So what I'm gonna do is I might rationalize my choice to smoke. I might say, you know what? It's better to live a fun, sh short, fulfilled life than a long, dreary life anyways. Like who wants to do that? So I'll rationalize it to make it okay so I don't have to confront the dangers in my smoking every day. Another situation might be in a relationship between a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Uh, let's just say the girl loves her boyfriend. And over time, which just happens sometimes, the boyfriend starts to become more toxic and maybe abusive in the relationship. And the girl um, obviously knows that's not appropriate to experience his abuse, but she might, reduce, she might rationalize it. She might say something like, he's just experiencing a lot of stress, or he's going through a lot of things. He's really a good guy, but it's okay. 
and she might do that for a period of time until she can't do it any longer. That's another example. Oftentimes you see that in abusive relationships where one partner will excuse the other person's behavior to make it okay. Or if somebody's been abused in past relationships, they might say they deserved it or they were willing, willingly complicit in it to make it okay, even if it wasn't. So a lot of times you'll see that too. Another example might be, I might be uh, a woman who's been fairly pretty religious in the past and then I meet a new partner and I'm excited about this partner but they're a different religion so again I rationalize it to reduce my reduce my cognitive dissonance and I say well you know I haven't been practicing that much anyways lately so it doesn't matter those are three examples of cognitive dissonance and the rationalization process used to reduce the dissonance all right, so let's get into some more relevant examples, how it plays out and, and why in the particular realm of relationships. Let's just say we've had two people in a relationship over a period of time, and um, as time goes by, it's become more uh, negative emotionally, more stressful, more anxious causing, more traumatizing type things happening in the relationship, after a few years, the woman ends it, right? Now, she has experienced negative emotions. She has negative memories of the relationship. She might have some light trauma. She might have stress associated with the relationship. The man might have been needy or controlling. All of those are going to cause her to have negative associations with the relationship and with him. Now let's just say that because she's done that, she's gonna have, most women will have boundaries associated with their ex. And one of the boundaries is, yeah, I don't spend time with my ex because if I do, I might become entangled with them again. Um, I should agree because if I do, um, that's not appropriate. So. Women will have different boundaries after they break up. They're different, but they're all on a spectrum. So they're gonna have these boundaries. Now, let's just say that the man who wants to reunite with his partner is very skilled at this process, and patient, and cunning, and smarty, respect, forgiveness, attraction, those types of things, and they're free and loving. And over time, they are able to start breaking down those boundaries because one of the things that happens is direction follows feeling. So if you're doing the right things as the partner trying to get your ex back, right, and you're activating positive emotions within them, you're exceeding their expectations, you're making them feel safe, respected, trusting in you, they feel better about you. They have gratitude and warmth towards you. So a lot of times what will happen if you're skillful at doing this, those boundaries will start to drop. And as those boundaries are start to drop, the woman in this scenario will start to experience cognitive dissonance because she'll start to be thinking, I shouldn't be doing this. I should not be hanging out with my ex. I broke up with my ex because I had a negative experience, I have negative memories, I have negative emotions associated with my ex, 
I should not be hanging out with them or talking to them in this way. If the female in this situation continues to do so, oftentimes what she will do is she will start to rationalize her behavior to reduce her cognition. So, right back to our opening, she may say things like, we're just friends, so it's okay. She might tell her friends that she's hanging out with her ex, and her friends would be like, what are you doing? And she'll just say, well, it's nothing, we're just friends, we're just hanging out. But everybody kind of knows what's going on here. Or she might just say, we're just hanging out. Nothing's happening, nothing's going on. Or she might just say, so the process is one, again, of rationalizing so they do not experience the cognitive dissonance, right? Um, this is what happens and this is what goes on when you experience cognitive dissonance. Now, let's talk about strategies for how you handle this. Let's just say you're trying to reunite in a union. First and foremost is do not agitate their cognitive dissonance because if you do, it's going to alert them to what's going on. It's going to cause them extreme discomfort and they're going to pull away in fear, anger, or being scared. And, and trust me on that, that happens almost every time. So don't agitate their cognitive dissonance. Um, don't make them aware of it. If she were to say something like, hey, we're just friends, right? And you say, yeah, of course, we're just friends. We're just hanging out. What are you talking about? Be smart and cunning about this. All right, let's go through a couple other points here in detail. Number one, keep things informal. Don't formalize things. Don't call things dates. Do things in the daytime versus the nighttime to start off explaining or asking them to do things that lower the intensity. For example, I'm going to be by your work next week. I have to pick up a few things. Maybe you want to grab lunch. It's, it's less direct and less intense in how I'm positioning it that way versus, hey, would you like to make plans next week for lunch, right? If you follow what, what we're doing there. We want to lower the intensity of what's going on, lower their formality, and allow you, the partner to create excuses in their mind for interacting with you, communicating with you, um, talking to you, right? Don't talk about the relationship, no relationship talk. Um, so be very careful about not doing that. Again, what we want things to do is happen naturally. The pair bonding attachment process happens if you're behaving and doing the right things. Again, if I'm behaving safe and trusting and respectful and in, in a positive, attracting ways, and my partner is willingly they want to spend time with me or communicate with me, the pair bonding process will happen. All right, so keep things informal. We're just hanging out. We're just, all right. Okay, um, number two, the, the female partner will often come up with excuses as to why they're seeing you or why they're talking to you. So for example, if you were married or you had kids together, oftentimes they'll involve the kids and just say, hey, maybe we can, the kids really want to hang out. Would you like to hang out this weekend with them all together? 
Um, it's best the kids wanted to do it, even though she might want to do it. So um, often they'll come up with storylines and positionings which again excuse in their mind that they're spending time with you when they shouldn't be because they broke up with you. Again, the rule is don't agitate that. Just roll along with what will happen. Two people grow closer together. All right. Three, don't fight her dissonance. Don't alert her to her dissonance. Don't fight her words about this, such as, hey, we're just friends, right? All we want to do is, is behave as if we're just hanging out. It's good, safe, fun. And again, don't agitate their cognitive dissonance. All right. In the second scenario, what often happens in relationships uh, in terms of cognitive dissonance is that um, many times the ex, uh, female in this case, will kind of cascade into what's called a rebound relationship. There is been uh, felt like they've been suffocated or haven't been getting what they want or things have been so horrible so they want to feel good. And what they then do is they rapidly rush and many times into a new relationship. And they'd rush into that new relationship again to feel good. Um, to you know, being constrained or, or held without in the prior relationship. Now, if somebody enters into a new relationship and they rush into it very quickly, head first, head strong, and things develop very fast, that's usually not considered a safe, positive way to enter. Oftentimes, when they rush into a rebound relationship to feel good, um, what they will do is they will rationalize it and they will say no it's okay but he's a great person or it's okay I've known this person for a long time I, I know them as friends oftentimes they'll overcompensate. the woman has rushed into a rebound relationship and they might be post or as they start to date more they get to know each other better they introduce families and now many, many months have gone by, right? Um, if you have a situation where two people all of a sudden start moving in together, like rapidly, or they're constantly in each other's arms or talking to each other, or on social media talking about how great things are, or she's telling everybody how great this is, it's often overcompensation to justify her decision, but it's overdone. So it, and many times it's easily spotted if you're, if you're savvy to this. And then you know she's compensating. It's not that great. Um, so there's a lot of signs that you can see when this happens. And rebound relationships and relationships where, where people will usually jump into right away to people, it's almost always characterized by codependency. One person is seeking something desperately to feel good, and the other person wants to feel that too because they've been lacking it. So what you have is two codependent people coming together in, un in an unhealthy union, and typically that will spell trouble eventually and the end of the union. All right, so what do you do here if your partner has jumped into a rebound and you see this type of behavior? Again, 
don't agitate their dissonance. Don't try to tell them what to do. It will cause them extreme discomfort, anger, and then they will lash back out at you. Again, be free and loving, positive, and build on the objectives. Trust, safety, attraction, respect, and put yourself in a better place. Because almost always what happens when somebody dives into one of these relationships is it ends. Sometimes they work, rarely. But most of the time, I think the statistics I've read on rebounds is like 5% five, five of them actually last. So 5 out of 100, not many at all. Um, but again, all the classic signs. So they rush into it, and almost always it will dissolve. You remain strong, free and loving, trusting, safe, attractive behaviors. And when it ends, you're there in a much better position. Other things have been happening, of course, but I'm simplifying the process. But don't try to fight their dissonance. Anytime you try to fight somebody's or you agitate somebody's cognitive dissonance, it causes extreme discomfort, anger, fear, scared, and they will retract themselves and trust you less. People have to kind of go through these experiences for the most part and find out on their own, and that's how they do it. All right, so back to summarize. Cognitive dissonance is a very powerful psychological phenomena where somebody's actions is at odds, it's, it's at conflicting with their beliefs or ideals. And what people will then do is rationalize it, their actions to make it okay. For relationships, the main thing you want to understand is this is almost always happens when you're reuniting with your ex. And you will see it within their behaviors and how they try to often behave maybe differently in person versus on the text or on the phone. They'll behave differently in different ways to submerge their, their cognitive dissonance. Do not fight it. Be smart and be the cunning Spartan, like, and like Odysseus was, and roll with it. Flow with their energy. And if you do that, like in this scenario in the first example, you can successfully reunite with your partner in a deep, intimate union based on trust, safety, respect, attraction, and of course, underlying all those things together, love and desire and sexual energy. All right, thank you once again for listening to this episode of the Climbing Henge Podcast. <laughs>